Hello, my name is Alex Strasberg, and welcome to this week's episode of The Graduate's Guide to Success. In this podcast, we interview graduates of Utah Valley University's web design and development degree to learn tips, tricks, and guidance they would give to current students as well as hear about their postgraduate experience. This week, our special guest is Shelly Gardner. Shelly completed her UX degree last year and since then has been busy with different projects, job hunting, and working. To get started, tell us a bit about how you decided to go into the web design and development program. Oh, man. So I started in graphic design, which I feel like a lot of the students go to at first, or at least the ones that I've talked to and met with, and quickly decided that that's not not for me because I hated it. (laughs) I'm a doodler. I will always claim to be a doodler. Yeah. So forcing me to make a logo and make it perfect for people, that's too much pressure for me. I... I don't want to make a brand for you. So I went and I, right. So I went and talked to my advisor and they were just like, Oh, you don't want to do that. I think you want to do web design. And my husband was also like, maybe you should look at web design. So that brought me to the program. Excellent. I think that follows a lot of different people's projectives. I started in graphic design as well. And really fast realized that they wanted a level of perfection with their art that I just couldn't be able to match. And so it was like, I don't, I don't like this program. And so switching over to web design was like, oh my gosh, fresh air. I can breathe. I can handle this. So Yeah, there's still a level of perfection. Exactly. But it's not as high pressure. I, I don't feel like. And I enjoy it because I get to look into behaviors and paths and flows. Exactly. Seeing the different ins and outs and all the fun stuff. So with the program, what did you enjoy about being at UVU? Like what excited you about the program or got you going, motivated, pumped? So my first year was a little sketchy. It was weird because I, coming back to school, I took a 10-year break. So I'm I'm one of the students that had to come back to school when I was going to school with a bunch of 20-year-olds. So it was kind of awkward. And I didn't talk to anyone for the first year because I was still working at my uh, other work. So it was kind of weird. But the point of success where I was like okay nope I love this program I love doing it is when I volunteered for the first front conference in 2017 and I went to the front conference with Dan Hatch and Mike Harper and we carpooled and Brian was in Brian and Brian were in the carpool with us some other graduates and we just had this huge conversation and we were able to ask questions and it kind of just helped shape the way that, well, the professors helped shape the way of how I viewed school differently and that they were there for you to help you and not just kind of professors behind a desk grading your paper. Just doing so the work. That was my pivotal moment of life. And then also being at the front conference and classes. There's a lot. There's a lot of good people that came out of, yeah, there's a, 
after you get over those first classes where Hatch and he knows that I will always hold this against him, <laughs> doing those 16 boxes. Oh my gosh. He yeah. knows. I tell him <laughs> all the time because it was the worst. I took, not only did I take that as a summer class, I took it as a summer block class. No. He didn't change it from a, a regular semester. We're doing uh-huh. like 32 of 16 boxes and you had to, and he's like it's supposed to be about iteration you're supposed to iterate fast and I'm like no it's stupid it stressed me out exactly so yeah I tell him he knows this is one thing but I'm like, like I hate your class because of this <laughs> yeah. with your work have you found is it remote that you're doing or is the in-person work that that you're diving into Uh, so I am a UX designer at Arbiter Sports right now, and it was kind of a hybrid situation where if we wanted to go into the office, we could go into the office, but, uh, we are changing locations and our new office building won't be ready until July. So now it's been completely... Uh, yeah, it's been completely remote. Okay, I can see some positives and also some some areas that might be difficult with that. What have you found with with that that you've enjoyed versus that have been slightly a challenge? The hardest thing about working remote is because I onboarded. So I onboarded at Arbor Sports online so I had a week in the office but the week in the office was with two people and they were great I my team is amazing um but the hard part is you don't get to have those interactions where it's an open floor layout and your dev teams are sitting next to you and you can have a conversation with them it's all through teams we use teams on for for our work our work too so okay. that's kind of like this awkward situation of reaching out on teams to somebody you've never talked to and getting over that hurdle. Oh, okay. That would be a difficult one, being able to make it so you can communicate with them. Have Have you, with this job, have you seen anything like skill-wise that you learned at UVU that has been really helpful? Uh, with this job and with kind of my side hustle as well working for the startup there's a ton of things uh that i see helpful just being able to understand all the different paths to take um Uh and to investigate i think so i'm i've worked with boot camp people as well and so i've seen what they kind of do and they're stuck on this path of this is the way that we do it. We need to cover all of these points. Like we need to use ability testing. We need to study. We need to ask people questions. And there are some times where that's not completely necessary. Right. Only because uh, you have the research there for you already. You, it's already there. We don't need to talk to more people and we can make decisions like that, but it's really hard for others to move away from that. Um, and just being flexible, I think, because in the program we're taught, we're taught to use a lot of different programs and to see just the usability factor behind it. 
and going into the field, some people are like, oh, I only use this program. It's going to be really difficult to move to a different one. Or they, they just don't know all the different techniques that we've gone through. And even sometimes they're mistakes that we make in our freshman and sophomore year that we uh-huh. overcome in our junior and senior year, they're still making. Oh, so, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So there's it's a growing process oh, for them. And so it's it's like you're working with people at different levels of of expertise. Yeah. That's what's going on. It's just, they're at different levels. They have different strengths, but they still have a lot of room to grow. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have a lot of room to grow. I still have a lot to learn. Uh, My UX lead at Arbiter Sports right now is a UVU alumni as well. His name is Michael Davis. And even Jeremy Bird, who helped, who I kind of, not replaced, but he was moving away from the job. He's a UVU alumni. So it was kind of this fun little trickle of UVU alumni working together. And I'm learning so much from Michael and I learned so much from Jeremy. Um, So yeah, it's always this continuing process of learning from each other and learning from different people. Okay. What, What do you wish you would have done as a student that would have been helpful to prepare you for a job? Or on the other hand, what do you think has helped you prepare for being able to go into this kind of career? Oh man, finishing a project would have been nice. <laughs> I know we finish projects. I don't think we go through the whole usability process, like the UX process. We kind of hit on different components in different class and within those different components we're working on. Uh, a different part of the process and a different project. So if that makes sense. Yes. So it'd be nice to work on one project and, and go through the whole UX project and have that down. And then when you have it in your portfolio uh, and presenting, because that's something that myself and others found difficult was that when people went, why did you do this project? What was the point? Sometimes uh-huh. our point was that it it was a it was a class project. And then when they were like, okay, so what did you discover? Like what was the end result? We were like, well, the semester ended. So that was that kind of thing. <laughs> so a couple of us have run into that problem where we're just like, uh, I don't have the greatest answer for you right now because it was just a class project. But on the other hand, what's helped just again being able to be flexible, uh being able to speak the part, I'm not doing it justice right now, because, but being able to talk to people has really helped. And I think because there's so many different personalities in the program that uh-huh. learn how to talk to different people. So soft skills are something that you've been able to utilize and help you be able to work with different people in the field at this point. Is that kind of what you mean or? Yeah, soft skills are a thing. Being ready, being able to learn and learn from others, communicate with others, 
actively see something and say something because there have been times where I'm working with people and I'm like well what about this idea and some some others have been like oh yeah I was thinking about that but I didn't want to say anything being able to have a voice and then just work on a team um and share your opinion without being afraid I've I've been doing a lot of usability testing uh with customers and with people on the team that are using our product and they're just like, I'm so sorry, I don't mean to tear down your project, but I'm just like, actually, I really enjoy critiques exactly. and tear it down as much as possible because that tells me I missed something. I'm not offended. It's easy for me not to be offended because I've gone through school and we've done critiques and I've already, I got over that hurdle in my freshman year where I was like, oh, they're just suggestions. Uh-huh. It's fine. It's something, something that helps you grow and be able to develop. So, okay, I can see the benefits of that. So with, since graduating, was it hard for you to find a job? Uh, what was your, like, skill, like, since since COVID hit, uh, it seemed like it was certain jobs kind of dried up, whereas other ones flourished. What was the biggest hurdle you found when looking for a job and what suggestions would you give to students who are graduating now in a post-COVID universe? Oof, finding a job was hard. Uh, Junior positions dried up. Internships that were offered to juniors were taken by seniors who got foreload or or lost their jobs because of COVID-19. There was just, and then so many people started transitioning because they see the UX process and want to be in that field. So when I graduated, not only was it COVID-19 difficulties, again, people getting furloughed, fired, uh, let go because of COVID-19, but also you have your boot campers and then the people that were transitioning from some other field and coming into this field so it was just a lot to do it took me so I worked with my carper for over the summer from so from spring to summer and and then I was hired on to Arbor Sports in October so it took about six months to get hired lots of rejections lots of long interviews uh the best thing was just to keep pushing forward as much as it sucks and it feels sucky because exactly. <laughs> it sucks it's, it's it's tiring to keep hearing no you mm. don't have the experience I think that was the hardest part about looking for a job it's not the you don't have the experience we're looking for and I'm like well I have four years and then jobs even got or job descriptions got difficult because they were just like oh schoolwork doesn't count like we- the four years you were school we're not counting that and they're like uh that is experience I got experience that way and they're just like no what other projects are you working on oh my goodness that sounds really frustrating especially since it's like you've invested that time and then to be told that it doesn't count yeah it was really frustrating it's frustrating because it feels like the people that or the organizations that are asking for this don't really know what they were looking for. And that's another problem with the job description. Uh, 
a lot of companies were like, oh yeah, we need to be focused on UX. But when it came down to it, they didn't really know what they needed from a UX designer or what they were looking for. And um, so not being able to know specifically, it's like they want a unicorn. Is that the kind of experience you had or what specifically? So many people wanted a unicorn that person, I almost went back to school to code and I'm like, I'm not a coder. I don't have the patience to find the semicolon that's supposed to be a comma or a period that's supposed to be a semicolon or whatever. I don't code, sorry guys, but <laughs> yeah. So I almost went back because people were like, well, you need to code and you need to use this. But even I was talking with some developers and they're like, yeah, they're asking for six different languages and I know two. Oh, wow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's fun. So it's just like, it was this weird, we need this because uh, market is saying we need this, but we don't really know what we're wanting or expecting. Uh, so we'll just put a bunch of different things in and hopefully we'll get what we want. Uh, yeah. And it, <laughs> it was really frustrating and weird. A lot of people were talking, I was talking with a lot of um, female leaders out there and they were just like, just apply because women don't apply for jobs if they don't 100% match the job. I don't know if it's just mentally or we just don't think about it, but it's one of those things where we're like, oh, that's not for me because I don't fit A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, right? Uh -huh. So all the requirements that are in a job, we just don't apply for, but men will see that they fit A, B, J, and K and apply for a job. So okay. was that like other, uh, okay. yeah, it was other leaders like that who like encouraged me just to apply, even if I don't fit the job description, but it was really hard for me because I was an anxious person. And I was like, well, if I don't fit the description, then why put in the effort? That would get really tedious. Did you notice any um, forms of like racism or any issues with being like a woman in a UX position or a person of color in a UX position that was something that kind of was frustrating or difficult to work through? Um, I wouldn't say that exactly because you can't, I never, it was never up front that I was facing that if that oh. makes sense I know that in one of my interviews and one of them was really excited to talk to me the other one was late and they were obviously looking and working on their computer during their interview and they weren't really paying attention and uh -huh. even when I directed questions towards them they would be like well I don't really I don't know like we would have to ask oh. somebody else and I'm like yeah so it's very obvious that I wasn't his candidate but I was the other person's candidate but it was really awkward and then even after I directed another question at him he's like look I really don't have time for this and he ended the call there so it was wow. just me and the other person interviewing and I'm like okay sounds great oh don't, please please don't call me back I don't I don't need this call back exactly that kind of environment so that, sounds hard yeah so things like that but I never had in your face 
me feeling like, oh, I didn't get it because I'm a person of a color or, uh-huh. oh, I didn't get it because I'm a woman. But there, there were times where it was very pointed. I wasn't somebody's choice. And that made for an awkward conversation. Being able to navigate that space. Did you find that rejection got easier as you went along or did it did it remain uh, a difficult challenge to be able to face? Uh, rejection's always difficult and hard. I, I think it will never get easier. There were times where it got funny. <laughs> and that's because <laughs> I had friends. Uh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin and Kevin and I would sit and laugh in the uh, ADMS about some of our rejections together because they were just bad rejections. Uh, uh-huh. We're not rejecting you, but we are rejecting you. Or when we got the same email that was saying, hey, we already filled this position, but we love your, we, we love your resume. We want to interview you still. So email us that. And Kevin had gotten that email before same I had email? gotten that email. Oh my god. Same exact email. And so he was really excited and he told me and then I received it and I was like, oh Kevin, I'm I don't want to like be mean. And then even on that, another one of our students had gotten the same email and came and talked to us about it. And we're just like, oh companies. Bless their hearts. Stop. They they're thinking of stock examples and responses to be able to go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, or or when you fill out a, an application and you get a rejection like ten minutes after spending forty five minutes filling out their application, that's uh, always fun. That sounds that's like a nightmare. It it is. <laughs> so at this position, do it you is. find that you um? Do you still want to, what's your dream job? Like, do you find that you're meeting like the expectations of what you wanted when you graduated or are there still things that it's like, I can be able to find a way to meet this need that I'm still interested in? Um, I think I'm in a good spot. I want to be a UX designer for a while and then eventually become a lead and eventually Uh from there become a project manager. That's kind of the path that I'm headed on. And I'm still learning so much throughout my four, do I have four? Three, three project managers Uh and my UX lead. And then also my um, CPO, she's amazing. Uh-huh. So my chief product manager or officer, I guess it would be. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning state of my career, just learning from others who have been in it and have good suggestions, that's probably the best part about this. Do I have goals to move forward in my career? Of course. I think if you're not setting goals that are higher than where you're at, like you just get content but you can also be happy in a spot there are people that when you ask them hey do you like being a c-suite better than a dev person 
person and some of them will look at you and be like, I wish I was just in my closet building and I wasn't expected to go to all these meetings uh, and people. So, so I think you just have to find a suit spot. Even if I reach my goals of being a project manager, I might hate it. And be able to want to go back to something different and stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. So I... I have goals, to, but I'm also happy where I'm at. We'll Excellent. see. So it's still, it sounds like it's a process in a lot of ways where you're able to learn, but at the same time, you still want to be able to have that growth that's initiated. Yes. I think being a UVU student and having all the classes and having the four-year degree has taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. But if I were to be honest, being out of school, working on projects, working within teams has taught me so much more than a significant part of my education. Means- as much as I love it, all of our professors were amazing. If I could give advice to students, it would be to talk them up as much as possible because they have a lot of great input and things to say as mentors, as professors, and not just trying to do work. Don't just do the work, talk to the professors, because there's a lot of things that they'll tell you that aren't covered in classes. So reaching out to the professors as sort of mentors in a sense? Yeah, definitely. Were there any um, were there any professors uh, or experiences at UVU that have really stuck with you and kind of provided you a mindset of things that you fall back towards in like, oh, this is the way we approach a problem or oh, this is how we handle a situation? Gina, so I worked with Michael Harper. Uh-huh. For, for a while, just as a student aide and an intern, and he helped confidence a lot. Taught hey, this is how, we we had a conversation about how do you talk about salary in an interview? How do you handle that question? What do you do to make it seem like it's not about money? And we've had conversations about that. We've had had conversations about life. Dan Hatch. I went to Seattle with in our group and we went to Amazon and Microsoft and Nintendo and we had conversations about just life and uh, product and stuff. I've had lunches with Emily just to catch up and talk about things. So it's not so much processes, it's just becoming more comfortable and confident on talking about difference subject matter that you can pass along to others okay that makes a lot more sense and then you're able to share that information with them as a final takeaway note what would you say is the best advice you would give to uh, a student who is in the program right now oh man I have several I'm gonna give you my top two because I think they're the, the most important uh, I think you should always talk to people and not just in a way where what can you gain from others? 
So talking to professors as mentors, that's always great help. Talking to people in the community, we have such a great community. Finding and talking to people um, about what it's like in the field shouldn't be as hard as it is. Mm -hmm. And then also, yeah, just growing that network is my number one. Because as much as the education is helpful, I think me landing a job in this, this kind of state that we're in was luck, kind of. It was, it was me knowing what I was talking about. It was me having a network. And then a lot of it was just, or, or some of it was luck of just happening. But more so it was having that network because it came, the job offer came through my network and somebody that I had been talking with for a long time. Oh. So that, yeah. So that's my number one, um, grow your network, be confident. My number two most important is start organizing a work journal, which I'm still working on because Having a work journal, so that's just when you start a project, laying out what you're trying to solve, and then every day you work on that project, what you accomplished, what you're trying, to, or what's holding you back, what you need to learn, just, you know, a work journal, uh -huh. because when you go into the field, you're going to have to be your own hype person, because they start asking you to do your self-evaluations for the year, which reflects on how you work, your mentality, your salary eventually, and nobody's going to hype you up like you should hype you up. And when you look at this work journal and go back even a month, when I go back on my work journals and I look at where I was a month ago and where I am, I see growth. That I see amazing. what I've accomplished. Yeah. So it's a really so that's rich... My, like, way of being able to see the information of your growth yeah yes and lay it out because eventually you are going to have to tell the people above you your managers they're going to ask you what did you accomplish this year and what are your goals for next year and if you have documentation of where goals were and what you accomplished you can tell them that Tell them everything you did, and you can personally see it for yourself. Ah, I love that. That sounds like great party advice for that. Well, Shelly, <laughs> I, I wanted to thank you so much for this interview, and we will definitely need to stay in touch for being able to go from here. Definitely. Just reach out to me. I'm here. I'm around. It might take me a while, but I will say hi. Excellent.